15-game update on the Western Conference, plus Neil Everett ahead of Jazz Blazers, and I talked to him about football. Oregon, Utah, it's a big game. Community cares about it around here, so we chop it up about that as well. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS number 3112, Equal Housing Lender. At this point of the season, I've pretty much seen everybody in the West. So how's their season going? What do you need to know about each team? I pick posts that represent their life right now. Tweets that speak. And they're oldies. They're not necessarily NBA-related. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. Ones you remember. Ones you loathe. But these are tweets that give you an idea of how they're doing. Now let's start from the bottom go to the top. With Houston. Not so much a basketball team as adult daycare or a college campus. Five of the top six are under 23. They're incredibly young. K.J. Martin, Jalen Green, K.P.J., Kevin Porton Jr. Steven Silas is a professor of basketball for them, which makes it ironic that I'm going to go geriatric on the tweet that represents the team. Paul Pierce tweeted out a picture of an emoji, a rocket, rather than the actual emoji, a rocket. Is this a team or is it not? Steven Silas is tasked with making it that they have interesting parts and players. Shangun in the post is as creative as they come, but will they become a team? And that's the task. Will they actually tweet an emoji this time around? The Lakers. And for LA, I had to go with the Hall of Fame tweet. Coming from Drill. First ballot, no doubt. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I continue to insist as I slowly shrink and transform into a corn cob. The Lakers are getting corn cobbed. We all know what's wrong with this team. Can't shoot. LeBron's older. Is there anything else that needs to be said? They have two picks that they could use, but we all know this team's way far off from contention. So is competence better than wherever they're at right now? It is. But good luck dealing with all the names and palace intrigue of the Lakers. Rob Palenka, it's yours to navigate. San Antonio saw this tweet earlier this week, and it was actually a cordial interaction with Greg Popovich and a sideline reporter. Tom Tolbert works for the Warriors. He has Pop, favorite animal. Sea otter. Big fan when they roll themselves up in kelp. How about when they get the stone out and knock that shell in the stone? That's the best part. It stays right on their belly. Yeah. It's amazing. That's how I eat my dinner. Coach, it's great to see you. Best of luck the rest of the season. Thanks, Coach. Spurs are the sea otters. Kelton Johnson is stepping up. I had no idea he could score 20, but that's what he's doing on good efficiency. They have Devin Vassell who's doing similar. Jakob Pertl might be a good piece for a contending team. Pop said at the beginning of this year, don't bet on this team at Vegas to win the championship. He's right. But for now, they're pretty good sea otters. Golden State reminds me of the king. James, he tweeted this earlier this year. During the finals, jumping on someone podcast soon, maybe my own. 
And the Warriors have a podcaster on the team, Draymond Green. As much as the punch may have led to a media storm, it hasn't been Draymond's fault that they've been so poor earlier this season. It's been the young guys, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman. They haven't been able to lift their level of play. The whole team can't defend, but the young guys especially. Wiseman's going down to the G League to learn. Steph scored 50 Wednesday against the Suns, and they still couldn't get the win. That's how far off they are. They'll have better podcasts than what they have on the floor, and I have to trust that they're going to get to the playoffs because they're in cruise mode right now. But as far as the postseason, I don't know if they can make a run. They need those young guys to step up. Empire's starting to show some cracks. Oklahoma City. The Thunder are so pure. And that puts me in the headspace of the most pure NBA player that we have in the league right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Early on in his career in Milwaukee, he was amazed by everything. Coming from Greece, he's the best development story that the NBA has. But he does have some funny tweets. And one of them was this. I just taste the first time a smoothie. Man, God bless America. Well, God bless Canada. Shea Gildas Alexander is putting on a show right now. Terrorizing defenses. He attacks the rim with authority. He's scoring 30 points a game without the use of threes. He doesn't shoot them in high volume. And he was a part of the team that shredded New York on Sunday. 140 in the garden caused New York to get booed off the floor. And the Knicks had to regroup, players only dinner, go for the mountain sweep. But it was OKC that put them in that tailspin. And I loved STA coming out of Kentucky. I knew he could pass. But now he is scoring at an all-NBA level. And they have the luscious locks of Josh Giddy, Poku, one of one. They're pure as the fresh snow. Minnesota. Vibes are bad. So I have to go to drill once again. And another thing. I'm not mad. Please don't put it in the newspaper that I got mad. Unfortunately, all the reporters covering the Minnesota Timberwolves are putting in that the vibes are bad. And it stems from the trade that they did in the offseason. All in with Rudy Gobert. They traded picks. They traded rotation players. They gave it all away for this guy. And Rudy's been good. He's been Rudy. But Carl Anthony Towns is the team's leader. Anthony Edwards hasn't taken the playmaking step to lessen that role from D'Angelo Russell. So, now you have problems. And it's up to Chris Finch to fix them to get to the point where this team can compete. But it was always going to take some time. I just figured that the vibes would be much better. They aren't. Clippers. Were the vibes in L.A. for the other team? I'm not sure. And that's why I go with the dress. Are they black or blue? Or are they white and gold? Is Kawhi going to be playing? Or is he sitting? When Kawhi plays, they're a good team. When he doesn't, they aren't. Pretty simple. And he's already missed a month. They didn't have him last year. I don't know what to expect from Kawhi. Is he going to play? And for that reason, I see them as Nets West. And not in a good way. Sacramento. They're one of one because they have a laser beam on the top of their arena. It is the dumbest but most fun thing of the league so far that they light the laser beam after wins. But it gives me a good feeling, and 
it shows that they care. And as a result, I'm going to go with C.J. McCollum. One of my favorite responses from an NBA player to a fan ever, C.J. tweeted, I'm trying, Jennifer, when she said, why not get a playoff win first? Sacramento has a long playoff drought, and De'Aaron Fox shooting 36% from three, he's trying to end it. They've won five straight, and I anticipate Mike Brown improving that defense. It's not good right now, but he was the defensive coordinator in Golden State. All they can do is go up. Dallas. This is actually a tweet from the Lakers in 2019. Consider this a warning at NBA. And how that relates to the Mavericks is, consider this a warning. Luka's going to have the ball in his hand a lot. He is tops in the NBA in usage. It's him and Giannis. He's found a nice little two-man game with Christian Wood. Luka can go on a tear. Saw it last season in the playoffs. And he still came in a little injured. If he's completely healthy and he goes on one of those runs, consider this a warning. Luka might make another run to the Western Conference Finals. Memphis. They're trying to, and they're trying to go to the finals because they've got high aspirations. That brings me to Magic Johnson. It's about time I mentioned Irv. And remember this gem from 2014? The only way that San Antonio or Miami don't win the championship is if neither team makes the finals. Well, the only way Memphis doesn't win the championship is if they don't go to the finals. When you have a superstar like Ja, that's the expectation. And they've paired him with a great backcourt mate in Desmond Bain. They might be the best backcourt in the entire league. They've drafted well. Good role players. Brandon Clark, Villain Brooks, Tyus Jones. I love that that team has good vibes as opposed to Minnesota. They all stayed in Memphis during the summer to work out with each other. If that doesn't say they have a good bond, I don't know what does. I love how the expectations are high, and it'll lead to good magic tweets down the road. New Orleans, they terrify me when I see Zion driving to the rim, and I get terrified when I see on the timeline the King Cake Baby. Giant baby, goes in your puff pastry, and they made it a mascot. Huge eyes, scary head, it's all terrifying. And now that that team has Zion, they have a top 10 defense, they have a top 10 offense, it's come through his attacking the rim, and when they're defending at a high level with Herb Jones, they can be that team that many people pick to have a nice little playoff run. That leads to the Jazz, who are the story of the Western Conference so far, and I would have picked my own tweet, but I'm not that vain. I will tell you, it was a meme of LeBron James pretending to know things before they happen. And it was LeBron saying, I knew that the Jazz would be the first team in the NBA to 10 wins. No, I didn't pick that. I actually went with one from the account. Remember the Clippers-Rockets fight? Chris Paul led his Houston team down the corridors of Staples Center to fight his former club through the tunnels, and it set NBA Twitter into a blaze? Well, Jazz entered the fray, and they tweeted at Vivid Arena, do we have tunnels? It worked in the moment, works now. Tunnel, underdog, you get the point. Denver, Swaggy P with an all-timer. No tats on the right arm, strictly for buckets. And the Nuggets are shooting the hell out of the ball. Team is the best from the field, best from three-point land. 
third best effective field goal percentage. Their offense is going to carry them. And they're my pick to go to the finals out of the Western Conference. Phoenix. This is a do it in the playoff squad. Sue Gotts from the Dan Lebertard show. Anytime one of the players who hasn't won a championship does anything good in the regular season, he tweets, do it in the playoffs. So that's what the Suns are getting right now. Chris Paul will always have that label. But Devin Booker has taken a bona fide star turn to the degree that he's filled in for CP while he's down. I'm amazed they're doing this without Jake Crowder. We've seen big performances from Devin Booker at Vivid Arena. I wonder what he does tonight. But Phoenix, they need to prove it in the playoffs. And that leads me to Portland, number one in the West, and my open for a surprise meme. Remember those pictures where you would see a cityscape and then you click on it and there would be a cute little doggo in the corner? That's what the Trailblazers are right now. They are open for a surprise. I didn't have them as the top team in the West, and I can't believe how seamlessly Jeremy Grant has fit in. He can do everything. He is a star role player. And Dame is back from injury, finally able to do what he does. You'll see Saturday, but Chauncey Billups has a top 10 defense because they mix in zones. They're not afraid to go small with Drew Eubanks. That Blazers team is fun to watch. And they're underdog too. They're very similar to the Jazz. Open for a surprise. And you might find this team making a run in the postseason. So that's the Western Conference in tweets. It's all gone tomorrow. It's better to remember these. Better to love than to never have loved at all. And I'm happy these posts were up. They brought us together. They made us laugh, they made us cry, and they made us keep scrolling. Five stars, nice views, that's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Neil Everett doesn't have a Twitter, so he's not going to miss these posts. He's not going to understand any of what I just said, but he will understand when I ask him about the Blazers. Because that's what we talked about. He's a returning champion, ESPN Sports Center, and when I cut up with him, he was wearing a Oregon Ducks quarter zip. So I had to ask him about the game on Saturday. I live in downtown Salt Lake City, and everybody cares about it in this community. I know there's a little bit of crossover with Jazz, Utes fans, so we chopped it up a little bit about it. It's at the end, so don't worry. Get your Jazz up top, basketball, Blazers, what's happening with that team because Utah goes there back-to-back tomorrow. You get it all serviced. It's a fun combo. Your guy, Neil Everett, on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. When it comes time to move, it's always a hassle. Loading everything in the truck, hoping the priceless antique from your mother doesn't break, and trying to juggle the kids and dog in the middle of it all is enough to drive anyone crazy. But it doesn't have to be that way. The friendly, background-checked movers at Bailey's Moving and Storage have the expertise to move your family across town or even around the world. So when it's time to move, think Bailey's Moving and Storage. Call today at 801-218-2640 or check them out online at baileysallied.com. remember me yes he did all right tell me what young Alema was like what what kind of prince was he because he's already a handsome man now he's only gotten better oh my as a god fox what was he like oh. when he was younger he was a good looking dude he was 
he walked into that building and I knew I was toast. I mean, he, you know, he brought, he had it all. He had it all, man. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm glad he's still swinging it, man. So he, uh, I love watching him and Thurl. And uh, um, I, I think watching Alema kind of got me thinking, I wonder if I could do that for, 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 for my team, you know, Portland. So, so I owe him a gratitude, uh, a debt of gratitude. Well, you are doing it now and in your second year. So how'd it go in the first? How's it going now? Well, I'll tell you, uh, JP, I did 19 games last year. They won two of them. Uh, I've done five games this year. I'm five and oh, so I'm five and oh, notice how I put it on me. I know. Yeah. I'm that, I'm that powerful. Um, so it, listen, it's just, I love it. I, first of all, it's, you know, my wife and I were both born in Portland. She, she was, she was raised there. Um, so, you know, it's an opera. We have, we have all sorts of family there. You know, Portland's the city of bridges. This is kind of a bridge back from LA to Portland. We have a house on the Oregon coast. Uh, so I'm just so grateful that the, that the Blazers have uh, let me be a part of their team. And I, I, I just, I dig it. I mean, I'm going to be gone on vacation here. I'm going to miss like four or five games. I'm kind of going to miss these games, but you know, duty calls. Well, you said when you came on last time, you bombed on what the second game that you did. Oh, you, oh, you had yeah. too much information in your brain that you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't do the job yet. Yeah. You know, because you know, a 30 minute show, people don't know if they're a 30 minute program is really 23 minutes once you get done with the content. And then, you know, and I'm not producing the show. I'm just executing the production. And, uh, and yeah, it was so tight. Uh, you know, the first one I did, I was just, I was 10 feet off the ground. So I don't even know what happened. Uh, you know, it's kind of like your first kiss. You're like, whoa, what just happened there? Uh, second kiss, I spit up all over myself. Oh my God. I just, I couldn't, I, I, I had, I had, tra I had trained so hard that I just tripped all over myself. Oh my God. And plus my IFB didn't work, which for those people out there, that's, that's your earpiece, which, I mean, you don't have that and you're doing live television that's like, that's a high wire act. And I, I, I was the Walenda who fell off the wire that night. Well, it's compelling either way, if it's a train wreck <laughs> or if it's very good. Well, listen, I, I, they invited me back for another year. So I, you know, I must've not derailed as hard as I thought. And you mentioned you're five and oh, what have you seen in the five games? Cause this has been one of the surprises of the year. It's been the jazz. It's been the blazers and the blazers are still so rip roaring after the win against San Antonio earlier this week. You know what I think the thing is, is I think these guys generally like each other. And I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, you know, because you can see teams that don't have an affinity for each other. There's one there's one that plays in Los Angeles. And I think I think Dame buying into uh, Chauncey Billups coaching style and, and what he's trying to uh, em emphasize. I think that's been very important because when when you see Dame buy in, then there's no reason anybody else shouldn't buy in, you know? And, uh, you know, he had a block the other night, uh, late in that Spurs game that then turned around and hit a three and he was so fired up. I mean, he was as fired up as he uh, hitting a game winning three over Paul George with this block late in that Spurs game. So I just, I just see a real camaraderie and they're, a, they're a fairly young group minus minus Dame. And I don't know how old Nurk is. He could be, 30 or 50 i don't know um but uh you know but it just 
you know, Sharp is going to Sharp has has got super potential. Watford plays super hard. Eubanks plays really hard, and these are these are guys that aren't aren't your starters. And you know, and Josh Hart plays, you know, so hard. Winslow seems to have found his spot, and uh, Anthony Simons coming into his own. You know, the question was, would he be able to play with Lillard? It looks like you know ten plus games in that's been answered. Now listen, you know they might hit a hit a wall all of a sudden, and and people will be like, well, that dude didn't know what he was talking about. But right now, it looks like they 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 dig each other and they're all in with the coach. And 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 that's those are two components you have to have, I think, to be truly super successful. What kind of leader is Dame? Because you hear stories around the league, he is one of the best leaders in the NBA as establishing. As a star player, I'm going to work this hard so everybody else follows. Well, you know, JP, the, the funny thing is, see, I only do the away games. So I've never even met Damian Lillard. Not but, even with ESPN? No, never. When he did the ESPN commercials, I wasn't involved in that. So uh, I met CJ and I met Nurk working at ESPN, but I've never got to meet Dame. Uh, and of course I know Chauncey from working with ESPN, but I can tell you this, when I went up there last year or the first year, uh, boy, I asked about Damian Lillard and they said, and everybody said the most real, real cat you're ever going to meet. will tell you exactly what he's thinking. And, and that's a, that's a sign of a true leader. I think where there, well, you know, there's no bowl involved. Uh, and so I, I did, I did, you know, he, he does so much for the community um, you know, he could have walked, uh, you know, he could have, you know, he could have pouted. Uh, I, I just, you know, he's, I, I think he's the real deal because some, cause I've not heard one person say he's not the real deal. Every person that works in that organization who does know him, does talk to him like Brooke, Brooke Olsendam, our, 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 our reporter, our collaborator and Lamar, they, they just said, Neil, he is everything you need out of a leader. Jeremy Grant, him going to the Trailblazers seemed like a perfect fit, and it has been so far. What's been key to his success? Well, he does so many things. I mean, he's he's a he's tough all around the rim. He shoots that three. He shoot, you know, he catches it and shoots it right there, right at his forehead. About you know, he doesn't have to bring it down and go back up. Uh, he's just tenacious. Uh, he's another guy that acts like, you know, and he's either getting an Academy Award or it's real that he really likes being around these guys. I mean, you know, listen, and he, he comes, you know, we know the stock he comes from. In fact, he was born in Portland because his dad was playing for the Blazers when he was born. And his, his uncle's got, what, three three rings at least. So, you know, he, he comes from that stock. And, uh, yeah, he is, I mean... He's fabulous, man. He is so solid, and, and you know, he, and he can he, he can pretty much play. I don't know if he can play the two, but he can play the three, four, and five, all three of them. And a star role player, right? He is a perfect supplement guy when you have a star like Damian Lillard, and when or Absolutely. when Anthony Simons is going off, Grant can shut somebody down defensively. Absolutely, I think you know just. It it feels like there's no real ego in that squad from from what I how I'm seeing it, and and that's saying a lot when you got one guy who's uh, one of the 75 best ever. It's true, and he has his own time. Right, there's father time and there's Dame time. I mean, that's it. How about the Jazz? Is Danny Ainge going? Oh, what are we doing? I mean, you know, I mean, you got the 
Finlandia is happening. I mean, you got you got so you got you know what I I I bet if we have this conversation back and forth, I bet a lot of what I've said uh, pertains to Utah. You know, the same. A lot of young guys look like they like each other, getting to know each other. You got a leader in Mike Conley who's been around the block. You know, it's just uh, it's fantastic. I I love rooting for the underdog. You know, and so that's why that's why I root for a team like Utah, I root for a team like Portland. Uh, you know, just and 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 fan bases that you know where we have a team that's 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 a real part of the fabric of your of of where they where you are. And I and I know just from watching that the Jazz are are part of that fabric of Salt Lake, just like the Blazers are of Portland. Did you expect to be having this much? in your ESPN job that you would be having any highlights from the jazz that they would be winning or even Portland that they would be winning. Did you even expect that this could be possible early on? in? No, the not really. You know, I mean, I was, you know, again, Portland, I, I knew I, all I would say to people was there's no way they can be as bad as they were last year when talking about Portland, because it just in and of itself, because they had a healthy Lillard knock on wood, he stays healthy. Now, Utah, I mean, they they blew it up, and but look at how they you know it's Humpty Dumpty, but they but it feels like they put themselves back together again, and and kudos to the new coach. I mean, you know that's that's a guy who's obviously his message is getting through at this stage in the season. Now for Portland and for Utah and for everybody, listen, it's kind of like it it's kind of like a baseball game. You know, you get that third time they see it, you know, the third time they get up to bat against you, and you're still out there on the mound. Maybe they got a little better idea. Here's how we attack these guys. But I, I think it's really, it's great for the NBA right now just to, to, to see teamwork prevail. Will Hardy's been phenomenal his first year. Chauncey Billups in his second. In year two, does he have more confidence? Does the team have more confidence? Is there more buy-in from the factor that Dame is actually playing for him this year now that he's not injured as it was last season? I think uh, Chauncey Billups exudes a confidence, and he obviously has a resume that that permits him to do so. Uh, when your nickname's Mr. Big Shot, when you were an MVP, a Finals MVP, uh, I remember at the end of last season, JP, I, I was up there, and and this was the only game I saw in person because they were honoring Bill Shonley, and I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to be in Portland for that, and and Chauncey came up after the game, and I was like great season coach because i was so excited about having been involved i mean i what they i don't know what they went 20 games i don't even i can't even remember it wasn't a lot but i was so excited and he kind of looked at me like huh and he goes we'll never go through that again and i said i got you and i and uh and i wrote him after the first win this season and he said hopefully we'll give you some you know we, we got a lot more of those to come so you know, I think, you know, I think you watch his demeanor on the sidelines. He's coaching. He's not yelling. You know, he's, he's, he, he's coaching. I think, he, I, I think he knows he gets it. And if the guys listen to him, they'll get it too. Now let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. 
Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out. First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz. You say Bill Walton, I say Bobby Gross, I say Dave Twardzik, I say Lionel Hollins, I say Maurice Lucas, I say Robin Jones. I mean, all those guys. That was the championship team. Jack Ramsey. I remember giving Jack Ramsey's wife a ride to the game one time in my Volkswagen 412 when I was in college. So uh, it's just, you know, it's it's the it's it's that team that made a first impression that in Seattle, because I grew up in Spokane. So the Sonics had come over to Spokane and play a preseason game. And I went to Lenny Wilkins basketball camp and all those guys, John Tresvent, downtown, Freddie Brown, slick Watts, all those guys. Well, I can't root for Seattle because the, because the, you know, they got, they got stolen, but I can, I can certainly root for Portland. And, uh, and I, I mean, I feel like a kid in a candy store. I, you know, I've, I have, I've been so blessed with the ESPN gig. And now for a second act, uh, you know, or third act or fourth act or fifth act, whatever number it is, uh, to be able to be involved with this Blazer team, I'm just really, I'm pinching myself and just hope it lasts. I, I really, I really enjoy it. There's a lot of travel, you know, I live in Los Angeles, like fly up to Portland, you know, stay in a hotel, that kind of stuff. That's not, you know, that's not glamorous, but, but man, when I get, when I get there and that red light goes on and we get to start talking about it, me and Francis Williams, and then, and then you sit there and you, and you, and you watch the game and it's like, wow, this is what I do for a living. I watch games and then get to talk about them. Pretty good oh. gig if you can get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oregon, the Ducks, where are yeah. you after this week? Give me the vibes of you around this team after the Washington game and what happened against oh. Michael Penix and the boys. Yeah, that dude, I mean, that throw he made from the it far was amazing. Hatch mark. Oh, <laughs> you know, I got a Heisman vote and I'm like, wow, how come this kid's not getting to talk more about the Heisman? But, uh, you know, uh, do you actually have a vote? I am a Heisman voter. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at yeah. that. You and Holly Rowe. So uh, that kid was, you know, and listen, it's no, it's no, secret i mean i hate washington you know because you you didn't went to oregon you hate washington i mean they used to just i mean they crushed us when i was there i mean just crushed us every time so it's like uh uh but hats off to them i mean hats off to the new coach i mean they listen they brought it that was a heck of that was a that was a really good game and uh you know i wish i wish uh, coach landing had called a timeout on fourth down and and i know and you know when he had a chance to look back at it, he said it as much himself. So I'm not second guessing him or anything. Uh, I love him as our new coach, man. I think, you know, he bring, I think he brings it. I think Bo Nix has brought in it. Uh, but yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. But, you know, the Rose Bowl is still in play for five teams, you know, uh, and the, and something bigger is still in play for one team. Um, and, and the Rose Bowl to me is, is still what it's all about. My grandpa played in the Rose Bowl for Oregon in 1920. I'm I'm more into the Rose Bowl than I than I am anything else. So, so you know, and and you you know Utah knows all about the Rose Bowl. They were there last year, and I'm, and, and and they got a hankering to get back there for sure. And One they, of the... and, and they pounded Oregon twice last season. So where are you going into this game? Because it was seventy six seventeen aggregate scoring. 
They put 38 on both times that they played. Where are you now with this big game coming up on Saturday? Well, I mean, listen, it, it's Bo Nix playing. Right. And, it, and, and, what, and if he is playing, how, how limited is he? Because, that, I mean, that changes everything. You take Cam out of your backfield and it's like, what, what, what's going on? You know, uh, so, uh, you know, Utah, Utah is a great team. I mean, Tavian Thomas is so good, man. He's such a beast out of the backfield. Cam is so good. Uh, and, and you got a great coach, man. And, and, and you, you know, you can taste it. It's like a, it, it's like a, a great meal or good meal. And you can still taste that Rose Bowl on their lips and they want to get back and finish that meal, finish the business that they weren't able to finish last year. So I think it's going to be, I hope Nick's can play. Cause you always like to see everybody at full strength. Cause then, you know, that's, that's the, 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 the truest mark of, of, of what went down. So I, I th- hope, I think it's going to be a good game. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm rooting for Oregon, but I got a, I got a ton of respect for Utah. How good is it for the West coast, West coast football, PAC 12, that they've got this many teams vying for yeah. that spot? Yeah. Well, what, first of all, the PAC 12 has what six teams in the college football playoff top 25. The sec has five. Now, granted the five sec teams, if you add up where they are and you add up, you know, the, they got a lower number, but still, I am so tired of people uh, downplaying the Pac-12. Just, I mean, oh, it's just this East Coast bias on oh football. They they don't play football, you know, west uh, west of Oklahoma. Yeah, how's Oklahoma looking this year? How's Oklahoma State looking this year? You know, I mean, how's Texas looking this year? So, just I, uh, you know, it's don't get me started. I was, trying, I was trying to. I was trying to get you started. Give me a score prediction. What you got for the game on Saturday? It's okay well, that you have Oregon. Of course, it's I'm going to have Oregon. It's I'm, okay. I pick Oregon every time. Uh, whether it's Ty Thompson, whether it's Bo Nix, it's okay. You can pick Oregon. Uh, what What was the aggregate? Seventy six to seventeen in the last two games. Seventy six to seventeen. Okay, seventy six to seventeen, Oregon. <laughs> They're just going to reverse it. It'll be zero. <laughs> uh, listen, it's it's going to be, uh, you know, I hope it's a good game. I'm sure it's going to be, I'm, I'm guessing it, it should be a tight game. Those are two really talented teams, man. Blazers, ESPN. He's Neil Everett. He knows Alema Harrington. He was on the podcast. Neil, thank you so much for taking the time. Aloha. Aloha.